Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Legendarium Podcast. Make sure you take a minute to subscribe to us on iTunes and now on Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook and check out our fantastic website at thelegendariumpodcast.com. Welcome to the Legendarium. Break out your D20 and roll for initiative. In this episode, Craig and Ryan get their first taste of playing Dungeons & Dragons. We'll have game audio and a few cut-in commentary moments as we go along. Now prepare yourself to enter the world of Neverwinter as we go now to Hajimaji Games. Alright, so welcome everybody to Hajimaji Games in Kaysville, Utah. Main Street to be exact. Not exact, it's a long street. Um, Between Main and Center. They're on the corner of Main and Center. Anyway, so we are here at Hodgemudge Games at, uh, what, 7.30 or so, and it's a shockingly happening place. Um, on a Friday night, there are a bunch of people here ready to do what we're doing, uh, which is do battle. Um, I intend to slay Ryan. Oh, this is going to be a very <laughs> short game. As soon as possible. You you may want to rethink that yeah, as I'm we get kidding. into things. No, so uh, I have literally never played a card or adventure role-playing game like this, ever. Uh, so this is a brand new thing for me. And Ryan, I, you've probably done a little bit more than I have, but yeah, not I, much. I've done a little bit of the, a little bit of the card games. I played a little bit of Magic, a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh, and then I I had a Star Wars version of D and D that I didn't realize that that's what it was yeah. growing up. But trying to play it by myself apparently didn't work very well. You don't yeah, say. no, that's really tough. Um, playing one of these games of any sort by yourself, yeah, that's a recipe for really confusing nights. And if you <laughs> yeah. can do it effectively, call a psychiatrist. <laughs> so, Todd, uh, tell us a little bit about what we're starting with, and uh, and then we'll whip out the uh, rule book and get going. Okay. Um, what we're going to be working with tonight is uh, the fifth edition of the Dungeons & Dragons basic set, basic start set. Uh, we're playing it right out of the box. Uh, it can be purchased on many locations. In fact, uh, here at Hajamaji, they do have some that are still on the shelves. You can come in and purchase them. Inside that box comes everything that is needed to start the game, including a set of dice, which I have not unwrapped yet. We'll unwrap that together as a group, because the first time that you unwrap your D&D dice is a really, really, really important moment in the life of every gamer. So, as, and, and the, a couple of things to remember on, uh, on, on the start of this. The first one is um, that as we go through this process, um, it's more about having fun and enjoying the process of telling the story than it is about anybody winning. Because if we do it right, everybody wins by the time we're done, except for the Dungeon Master. He won just walking in. Oh, that's right. That's me tonight. Um, this is so egalitarian. It makes me <laughs> sick. <laughs> oh, no. By the time we're done, I guarantee you, you'll be sicker. Because um, <laughs> we do have pizza coming, right? We do have pizza Sweet. coming. Um, the other thing to remember about all of this is that the uh, it can be played on lots of different levels. Um, different individuals will decide to play it differently. For instance, uh, individuals that like to do a lot of role-playing will take longer in certain sections. Uh, Individuals who really are into stats and proving that they are cool and that they can think things through played other sections much more quickly, much more detailed. So uh, we have have the potential of being able to play for three hours and making it not even through the first section of this adventure tonight. Or 
we can play it in a way that allows us to get to uh, all the way up into the second section of it and have a lot of fun and and really, really find out where everybody's attitudes about role-playing games are at. All right, let's play. Well, before we get started here, I guess the next step, what's the next step? We start, we build characters? We're going to actually use some of the characters that come right out of the box. We'll have to flesh out a couple of things about them, give them some names, talk about them a little bit, and then we're going to start the adventure uh, on the road to uh, a little-known city in the midst of the Everrealms invention. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Sweet. Sweet. Come back, I guess, after we've got some characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, so we didn't use the Hill Dwarf this time around. No one is the Hill Dwarf, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, The High Elf Wizard. That's me. Okay. My name is... Theron. Theron? Theron. That's a weird girl's name. Shut up. (laughs) T-H-E-R-E-N. I take it you decided to be male. That's true. Okay, just checking. Like I said, my boobs are still huge. (laughs) Well, you are are an elf, so let's be fair about that, shall we? (laughs) Um... All right, so that means that um, the lawful good fighter. That's me. Okay. And, Ken, what is your character's name? His name is Gerard. Gerard. J-A-R-E-D? J-E-R-A-D. J-E-R-A-D. Like Jared, only not. (laughs) (laughs) He went to Gerard. (laughs) Sounds like the dark side is what that sounds like. All right. They about me. (laughs) Yeah, we will. They just can't be sung in public. All right. <laughs> and, and that must mean that Craig is, or that uh, Ryan is then our fighter human one. Yes. Okay. What's your What's your character's name? Rosh Teldaran. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you are a diva, Teldaran. Oh, Rosh. Now, keep in mind, dear listener, we are now technically 45 minutes into the recording recorded material that we had now ryan do you have any idea what we were doing we were trying to figure out what in the heck was going on we were looking (laughs) at character sheets like what am i supposed to know there's a lot of numbers on here there's a lot of information so i'm looking over that and todd's trying to explain everything and pretty much that was the one thing we didn't count on on doing a live learning DD podcast right was the fact that we would be dedicating like an hour to an hour and a half of time just learning how the game is run i you know that's something i was completely unprepared for was the character sheet I had no idea. I, I didn't know how this game was run at all. I was kind of expecting a board, or and not, a, not a board, but maybe some cards or something. I don't know. Um, did you have any idea what you were getting into? A little, I mean, maybe better than I did. A little bit, yeah. Like, I, I had been invited to play once before, and someone had handed me a character sheet and given me some information about building. Like I was building a character from scratch, so I was even more lost than, you know, when he handed me a pre-done character, I was kind of like, oh, I can kind of figure this. But uh, I knew... I knew what I was getting into in terms of, like, the actual gameplay that there was. You know, I know that you can have a board, that some dungeons have, like, maps and things like that that you can mm-hmm. lay out. But I knew that we would pretty much just be with character sheets at a table. So that didn't really surprise me. Yeah. Um, it was more so just just really how in-depth the information on the character sheets was. I didn't remember everything. Just I mean, there was... There was a ton of info Tons there, of definitely. stuff you've got to be... You have to be aware of. And if you... If you're not aware of it as you're playing, you you could, you know, it could change the outcome of something that you do just because you didn't know you have plus two, plus three animal handling skills. <laughs> um, well, as as detailed as the character sheets are that we got, uh, one thing that I wasn't prepared for was how um, 
vague the world was in my mind until Todd, our dungeon master, brought it to life. Yes. Because I had no information. Like you say, there's no board. There's no, you know, we don't have the book. Uh, we have no idea what we're getting into. But as Todd starts to talk about, uh, you know, we're going down this this path along a forest and there's a burned out wagon with dead horses next to it and they've been dead for a few days and there's arrows sticking out of them and i'm getting into this you know mm-hmm. um it was really cool kind of a a little theater of the mind tells you the value of having a good dm yeah definitely um anyway so let's get back into the game so we've we've come upon this wagon with the dead horses we've been exploring around this area a little bit um when suddenly there's a rustle in the bushes. Well, I don't want to break up the party, so if you guys vote on going into the thicket, I will follow you into the thicket. But I think I'm with Ken on this. I'm with Gerard. We should maintain the trail. And before you can go anywhere, you hear movement in the thickets. I draw steel. <laughs> I always wanted to say that. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. You need to open up to combat for me. I draw my great axe. All right. We should point out that every time Todd says sweetheart, he's not talking to Ryan. (laughs) That's true. That is very, very true. Immediately you find yourself being being attacked by arrows that are flying from the insides of the thickets. Okay. So we're now going to go into a combat phase. Um, There are four arrows coming at you. Um, each one of you will have one opportunity to defend, and then, based on a 1d4, um, we'll determine who the fourth arrow is impact for, is, is aimed for. Mm. All right? So, Craig, um, what is your armor class? 12. All right. Okay, we get a nine, and all combat is going to be resolved. Since this is your first real experience in the D&D world with combat, let me talk about how this combat, how combat is resolved. The D20 is the thing that watches us and that runs our lives on just about everything. You've probably already started to notice that. uh, Did I say that we were going to battle? Uh, What I meant was we were going to get up to the point of a battle and then have to be uh, taught how a battle works for the next hour. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens. Uh, four goblins jump out of the bushes, and then they've shot four arrows at us, and then they charge us. <laughs> and then for an hour, <laughs> we do battle with these goblins, which is hilarious to anybody who's ever played Dungeons and Dragons. This probably should take all of what five to ten minutes tops, right? Yeah, pretty much tops. Um, no, but we really did go for an hour with the goblins, uh, but very successfully thwarted their attempts to kill us well you took an arrow ken took an arrow <laughs> i took the i took the second arrow fired at me and then uh the, the fun part was the fact i did enjoy uh, i was kind of thinking that you know i swing my great axe at the goblin and i was kind of thinking that you know it would be one of those you either kill him or you don't thing but no there's like hit there were hit points, hit points for the goblin, yeah. so you could weaken them and then todd was being great about you know it wasn't just you hit the goblin He's now at four hit points. It was your javelin has pierced the shoulder of the goblin, and he's bleeding, and he stands frozen on the on there. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I stuck that goblin's in the shoulder. That's what I did. <laughs> he is awesome. Okay, so maybe this is a good time to uh, chat a little bit about our dungeon master, Todd, who, if you are a friend of the podcast, you know him, you love him. He's Todd, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
again, without any point of reference, as far as I'm concerned, great Dungeon Master. I had an awesome time with him, um, and we did chat with him for a few minutes after the game uh, about what it's like to be a Dungeon Master and what it means to uh, to play this game with two schmoes like us. Uh, shall we listen in? Yeah. So it should be abundantly clear to any who are listening <laughs> to this uh, this replay that we're old. Um, and not good at Dungeons and Dragons per se. Um, but as as uh, pathetic as we are as players, Ryan, uh, maybe now would be a good time to ask Todd what it's like to to be the dungeon master of of a bunch of old schmoes like us. It's got to obviously it's got to take a little bit more. Do you? Uh, there was a ton of information. That I was like, okay, you can tell he's played this because there's no way I'd know how to do this. Right <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's. It's funny. There's 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 two parts of that process, um, and one of them is a is an openness to um, to the question. Um, I've I've done some improv work in my in my theater and stage stuff, and one of the things about that is that you never say no. Um, you always say yes. Whatever anybody throws at you, you say yes. And so, as a dungeon master, one of the things that I've tried to incorporate is that if my characters want to say, "Well, we're going to do this." That as long as it's not going to derail the adventure, the answer is, okay, let's explore that a little bit and have some fun with it. That's, that's the storytelling piece. Um, and, and that can be really fun. But it can also be a little bit difficult with people who are having a tough time forgetting that they do not have to be the responsible breadwinners, bring home the money, <laughs> and make sure that the family is okay. What was it, Ryan, the 401k that you were worried about? Um, with with teenagers when i was when i was doing uh, dungeons and dragons as a teenager it was always about the next adventure we we played the game to have the adventure right. and so if you said there's a trail off here it wasn't a question of whether or not we were going to do the trail it was do we have to wait can we go now do we have to wait uh you can't go now oh man how long do we have to wait well you have to wait until morning uh versus this where you're going you're, you're going you guys <laughs> What There's the, a trail. Yeah, what was the line? You're adventurers. Don't don't forget that you are adventurers. And and that's a that's a change. That's a real change. Yeah. Um, but the the other thing about it is that the 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 things that the things that you think of, the things that a person thinks of, the mental flexibility that goes into this process is what's really the most fun. Um, I have, I have always been amazed at what people will say, oh, well, my character does this. And I look at him and I'm like, there's no freaking way that your character can do that. What? Give me a dice. Let's roll it. <laughs> we'll find out what we've got. And, uh, it's, it's just always interesting to see the kinds of solutions that people come up with, the kinds of creative solutions that they come up with the problems that a dungeon master presents them with. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Todd, I understand we're losing you. Uh, so Ryan and I, uh, Ryan and I, because I enunciate my words, are going to continue uh, sifting through some of this audio from last night. But uh, uh, thanks for joining us tonight again, and uh, we will see you uh, presumably next week as yes. we start uh, our sci-fi podcast. I am very much looking forward to the sci-fi okay. stuff. All right, see you, Todd. Yep. 16. You hit him. Nicely done. Um, let's find out how much damage you do. It's 2d6. So 1d6 plus 3 piercing. Oh, he was the 2d6. Yeah, 1d6 plus 3 piercing. 5. So he drops like a stone. Now Um, we go question the frozen one. The frozen one? The one who was was holding still 
attempts to disengage from the combat and begins to run away as quickly as he can. It's not very quick. After all, he does have a javelin sticking out of his shoulder. As he's making his way to the thicket, he slips on his own blood. you got to add some of these things in there, right? And falls. What do you do? Pick him up. Put him against a tree. Okay. Stick him to the tree with my javelin. I I need to return this guy. He's rapidly bleeding out. We need to stop the. We need to keep him alive longer. To to Jack Bauer. <laughs> exactly. Are you? Are you? Press on the wound. Hard. Okay. All right. All right. So you do. What are you asking? Um. Where's the map? Oh, that seems like more of a thing that you would do. The map has been taken. We sent. We sent the map away to Clark. Who is Clark? Everyone knows who Clark is! Who's Clark? Why do you ask me these questions? Just let me die! Kill me! You have five more questions you can ask. Unless you're going to decide to save his life. I enjoy watching John as the dungeon master. He's into this. So let's see, we know... They, they took it, they sent it away to Clark. Where can we find Clark? You can find Clark in his lair. Where else would you expect to find Clark? Where is his lair? His lair is in the mess. It's in the caves. It's in the caves. Leave me alone. Just let me die. No, don't run. It's okay. He's okay. How many questions do we have left? You have two Two questions left. Hang on. So now we know where Clark is. We know where to find the map. Ish. We know where the cave. It's in the I caves. I wish the people could see this. Watching Todd act out being a goblin as his daughter is consoling him. It's okay. It's okay, dude. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. Just kill me. Just kill me and get it over with. No. Which direction to the cave? Which caves? There's caves everywhere. Just leave me alone and let me die. You have one question left. You, know you guys. Do you guys? Hey, hold do you guys think he's got enough information that it would be worth trying to save his life? No. 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 Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> Only once, and his name was Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Does he die? And he dies. You can still love his head off anyway. And he dies. So let's review. Let's review what has happened. <laughs> oh, Clark, we're coming for you, buddy. Uh, well, hopefully that gives you all an idea of uh, what it's like to play Dungeons and Dragons with Ryan and Craig. Um, It'll so, be quicker in the future. Oh gosh, yes. Um, it's it, it really is remarkable what it's like when you get a bunch of older guys on one side of the room and then the younger guys on the other side of the room. They're all playing their games and they're just whipping through it. Mm-hmm. They're all very concentrated on what they were doing we were eating pizza checking the microphones looking at telling stories trying to figure out what was going on on the paper yeah oh well anyway um so we there was a a bit more adventure I, i should say a lot more adventure there's a lot more tape after that uh but we were moving so slowly that uh to give our experienced D &D listeners an idea we were approximately halfway halfway through the first adventure of a six-adventure campaign. Or what do they call it? Is it campaign? Uh, Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, 
Um, that's how far we got in three hours of tape. Uh, so yeah, we moved slowly. Now, uh, like I said, there was more tape, and uh, there was plenty of funny stuff that happened. So I'm thinking that uh, after we wrap this episode, we'll find some of that fun stuff. We'll throw that up as uh, as an episode at some point in the future. And uh, if you are not a D&D aficionado, uh, you, know, you, you may not be that interested in it, and I won't be offended if you don't listen, but uh, I know there's a few people who are looking forward to listening to it. So Yeah, you can't miss when I pull a hammy. Oh, I- man. Todd would Todd absolutely loved it. I, I rolled a one, and of course something bad happened to me, and a hamstring got pulled, and a javelin fell, and there's a lot of bad stuff that happened. At, at a certain point, Todd was just begging one of us to roll a one or a twenty, so that he could have a critical fail or a critical hit to narrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that guy had some fun with it. Um, so anyway, Ryan, let's chat for just a minute before we wrap this up about uh, about our experience. Um, yeah. So, bottom line, did you have fun? Did you enjoy Dungeons and Dragons? Absolutely. I was, especially as as we were getting towards the end and things were flowing a little bit more, and I could see how this would play out. You know, there's still things that I'm still that I'll need to figure out, and in order to figure out how to play well. But I just I was having so much fun, and starting to loosen up and get get used to the idea that this game is not bound by the rules that most games are bound by. You can do whatever you want to do. And you can take, uh, you can make your character, you know, within the realm of what you have on your paper, you can do quite a bit. I mean, that was one of my things that I absolutely loved about this game, is the the ability to develop a character, um, you know, within, like I said, within the realm. My, for example, my character, Rosh Teldaren. <clears throat> <laughs> Sweet name. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, Rosh Teldaren, he had uh, a few different things about him that I thought were interesting. Uh, he was a nobleman, and, and I love the... The character setups, they have things like the lawful neutral, lawful good, lawful evil, um, you know, different ways of describing a character in their class and what they do. And uh, my character, he was a lawful neutral nobleman um, who, who hated dirt, who didn't, who wouldn't get hated getting dirty, hated dirt and wouldn't be caught dead outside of proper accommodations. So I'm sitting here trying as we're going through this whole process going well, would my character, you know, would he do that? You know, when Ken sends me to go... Climb the chimney. <laughs> climb the chimney or to go, you know, check, you know, go check the dead horses. Excuse me? I don't like dirt. What do you think I feel about a dead horse? You know, and playing with that was just a ton of fun for me as as an actor and performer. It just, it, it allowed me to tap into another aspect of my life um, that, you know, I doesn't always get to play with other areas of what yeah. I do. Now, one one criticism that... I've heard leveled at uh, Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft would be right in there with it, um, is this idea that because you have an avatar, you have this character that you create, and like you say, you get really into it, or you can, you can get really into it, and and you're trying to think as this character would think. One of the criticisms is that you kind of lose your own self in pursuit of this character, and suddenly you're making decisions, you're doing things that are contrary to your own personal values if that makes sense you know yeah. so you can kind of lose yourself uh in, in pursuit in, of the of the game does that make sense and and do you lend any credence to that yeah i can totally understand that. and it's uh, for a lot of people um you know to avoid beating around the bush or anything this is you know a lot of people may take this opportunity to say hey look i'm just playing a game i can you know in the in the game, my character drinks, so I can drink, or I can, you know, get freaky with this character. So why don't we, you know, just <laughs> pretend that we're the characters and do whatever? And so, 
I can see why people would use it. If you're looking for an excuse to to kind of break your own moral values, you can find it in there if you want it. By that's just that's the truth with any anytime you're doing a character work, whether it be acting or a game or anything. If you want a chance to play outside your own moral, uh, your own personal moral sense, you can do it if you if you find an opportunity like this. So yes, I think that does exist. I believe 100% though that if you're if you just take the time to realize that you can have fun by inhabiting that character and being everything uh, that you want to be in that and still walking away and being yourself and you, that you don't have to sacrifice your own moral standards to be that you know there's there's nothing wrong with with this game yeah i wonder if that would be more of a danger for um the younger crowd you know your junior high and high school subset where uh, that's not a subset. That is the set. We're the subset, right? The um, old guys who... <laughs> can't really say old guys. We're 30, okay? Right. We're, we're about 30, so... But, um, you know, I, I could see that being a danger where you you become your character and forget to develop yourself. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not enough of an expert in in that uh, in those issues to really say for sure. Uh, somebody called Dr. Matt Woolley for us. I was going to say, we could talk let's to chat Matt about, about it. This. I think... Uh, I, I think that there's there's the opposite side of that too, and I think Matt would probably uh, argue to the point of that as much as there are the dangers there, there's also the benefits of problem solving yeah. inside of uh, getting getting to explore exactly what I was saying earlier, getting to explore the chance to make decisions and do the wrong thing and see what happens mm-hmm. in a in a fake world in a safe setting, yeah. um, allowing you to see you know provided you're with a good group of people, I suppose. Um, allowing you to come back out and and maybe make the right decision in real life. I don't know. Yeah, uh, um, yeah those are interesting questions to me. But um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up was this idea of the, the immersive world that we're inhabiting. And we only got to see, what, a, a five-mile stretch of this world. We were, you know, on this huge journey, but our... Pick up the wood in a cave. Exactly. This, uh, this three hours of, of uh, tape that we had was all concentrated in this very small place uh, but if we go back to our um let's take our mistborn series for instance or you could go back to the lord of the rings series uh one thing that we've loved about those fantasy books is the the world you get to uh immerse yourself in this completely different setting uh with totally different characters and races and all that stuff um one of the things that i enjoyed about D <clears throat> was um the fact that all of that is created without a book in front of you, without a movie, without, you know, any audio, other than your storyteller, your dungeon master, this person who is kind of uh, creating this world for you. And they have some help, you know, they have their guide in front of them, their rule book. But uh, yeah, I thought that was really fun uh, and a new way for my mind to kind of um, grasp that uh, world building this is a fantastic opportunity for aspiring authors and uh, people who enjoy creating stories to get to you know to get together and practice. Um, I know Ken uh, Ken likes to write. Todd likes to write. I like to write. I know you do some different writings there. And one of the things about this whole immersive world and and creating this, you know, for us, luckily the world has been created and we're able to focus on character and story. Right. <laughs> But part of, as a as an author and as someone who likes to, to write, uh, it really gave me a chance to kind of look and say, if I was, if you know, if I'm writing a story, it is just as important to me 
right? You know, as I'm developing character and I'm developing these things to be aware of the world around these characters and what's going on. Because if I focus solely on my character and what's, you know, and, and their development, you know, there's a whole world around them that, the, the, I could be missing a, a more important story to tell here, and so as we were as we're playing along, and you know we're we're trying to choose: are we going to follow the path? That, you know, are we going to are we going to stay on our thing and try and go earn our bonus? Or are we going to go take off into the into the woods and you know chase down Clark? You know, I'm sitting here going, we <laughs> who, got who by the way was eventually named Clark Kent. Yes, Clark Kent. It was yeah. We had <laughs> we had fun. Yeah, we had fun. Um, but the idea, like, I was sitting there going, I don't want to miss part of this story that could be really good. So I couldn't, I was having a hard time making decisions based on the idea that I didn't want to miss a, a good story. Right. And so this, you know, it's, that's, I love how immersive and how wide this, the world is that exists there, that I know that there are other stories out there that I could tell, which makes me, which brings up my, one of my questions that I wish we had Todd here to answer. Um, but... I, I think I know the question you're going to ask, and I would just say, I want to hear not just from Todd, but from others out there who I know have played yeah, D&D. Any, anyone who's who's played and has experience at being, you know, whether as a dungeon master or just a player, it, it's, can you play the same adventure? Um, you know, because Todd had the starter set. We bought the starter set, and we were playing out of that, as he announced. And I thought, oh, this would be fun. I should go get the starter set. But then I thought, wait a minute, if I've already played this story... Or if I were to go pick up the starter set and read the story, would it ruin things for me, knowing what's ahead? So I, I would love to know from other people what, you know, what are you, well, can you play this story again? Would it be, is it a bad idea to go pick up a book and kind of read through the story a little bit or read through what's there if you're going to play it and haven't, you know? So let, let us know on that on our Facebook page and on our website, let us know. Yeah, and you know, not knowing the answer for sure, my guess would be yeah. Yeah, I think you could. Uh, because uh, because of one of my favorite things about this, which is the the um, dual nature of the storytelling. So we get to make decisions. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure novel, in a way. But on the other hand, it's, um, it's not a static story. It's not turn to page 67 and here's exactly what happens. You have a dungeon master who gets to make certain decisions mm-hmm. about you know, what the consequences of your action are. I love that. And so I, I imagine if you got a different dungeon master or somebody who is just really adept at changing the storylines a little bit, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see any problem with... Uh, playing the same story again and there's always the dice roll factor that's the reason why you can play risk multiple times there you go. there's always the change of the dice so i would guess yes but i would i would wonder if there's any caveats like yeah you could but you have to actively choose not to do what you did before or something right. like that right yeah all right well i think we will play again yes oh definitely if you know if, if you don't want to play again i'll i'll go find <laughs> <You'll>, todd and <laughs> you'll play without me we'll play um no i um to answer my own question from earlier um i asked you if you enjoyed it i loved it uh, i was you know i thought that i would enjoy it coming in i thought you know at the very least i'm gonna go have a good time with four of my buddies three of my buddies i'm a buddy i guess you're um, your own you're your own i'm friend. my own friend i gotta take what i can get um you know, so I knew I was going to enjoy myself, but I wasn't quite sold on the D and D thing, just because it was the ultimate nerd thing. And I, you know, I've always, I've always kind of kept one one foot out, you know. But uh, but no, I really, really enjoyed it thoroughly. I think the more, I don't want to say the more invested we were, we would get in there, but the more um, understanding that we have of the game, and the the more we get 
and understand how to play it, the and the quicker we can move through things, we'll start getting really good at telling interesting stories and being able to play more. So yeah. I'm really hoping we can set up something where we're playing a little more consistently, not necessarily, you know, every night, you know, every week we're going to be, me, you know, play for yeah. an hour. But I definitely think that it's something that we should be planning to play f- more frequently than, you know, we have in the past. And if anybody out there would like to play with us, uh, bring your character with you. Uh, or if you don't have one, come make one with us. Uh, we're all level one still, so... We have 75 experience points, so we're a little ahead of you. Yeah, I mean... But, you know... We we don't want it. Some guy out there like 75 experience points. <laughs> I could sneeze and have, you know, and, and earn that 75 experience points. <laughs> My wizard is that strong. Um, okay, so let's, let's go ahead and cut and run, Ryan. Um, but I am very serious. Uh, if you are listening to the sound of my voice and you play or would like to play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, go hit us up on our Facebook page. Uh, we would like to play with you. Uh, and Todd is, is an awesome dungeon master. So, uh, I think it'd be a great time and, uh, maybe we'll schedule another, another event a few months down the road and, and uh, force some more people into our circle. I bought some dice so that, you know... Did you really? Just, just in case Todd's dice are busy, you know, I've got a <laughs> set of dice now. Awesome. That and magic cards. I bought those at Hajimaji. Oh, man. So thank you. Uh, f- a huge thank you to Hajimaji Games for hosting us. Um, it was a great time. A great venue. Uh, very comfortable. I felt uh, great when I was there. So yep. uh, big thanks to Jason and Hajimaji Games. And we will be back there uh, many times in the future, I'm sure. I'm going back in uh, on the... I think I'll be going back this week, actually, to, on the 14th, I think, when they released the first edition of the new Star Wars comics from Marvel. Nice. Okay. They're doing a little party there. And I actually interviewed Jason briefly um, about Hajimaji and kind of what it was, you know, why he started it and what he was looking to do. And, you know, maybe we'll get that attached and posted somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, enjoy your week. And coming up... Heroes of Sci-Fi, stay tuned. We'll have that coming up for you next week. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Legendarium Podcast. Make sure you take a minute to subscribe to us on iTunes and now on Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook and check out our fantastic website at thelegendariumpodcast.com. Why do you ask me these questions? Just let me die. Kill me.